Unscripted. Unshackled. Uncouth. What you're about to hear is for mature audiences only. It's Miguel Fuller. Holly O'Connor. And Scotty the Body. It's the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. Only on Hot 101.5. And we are back from morning show boot camp. That we are. We were in Chicago, which is why we only got to do one podcast last week. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we are back. And Scott, you got to host the best of show for us on Friday. Yeah. That was your first time doing that. Yeah, that's the first time, like, actually, like, hosting a show, navigating, like, where we go with the conversation. It was just me, myself, and I in here. But it was honestly a lot of fun. Like, I was hyped up during the whole entire thing. And I actually felt that exhaustion at the end because I was like, so hyper-focused on, okay, I'm the only one here. Like, mm-hmm. if I mess up, like, this all messes up. So I think it went, like, really well. I think I had, you know, I as soon as I got warmed up after, like, 6 a.m., I was, like, kind of in a good groove of, like, what I could say that was kind of funny, but I'm still alone, so it's, like, it's not that funny, but it's funny for me. And people would tweet me, like, you know, like, oh, that was funny. I'm like, thank God, hit somewhere. Yeah. So <laughs> it was good because when I do, like, my normal, like, show 10 to 3 on Hot, I don't have that much time. Right. So, you know, I always like to think, like, oh, if I had more time, I'd be a lot more funny. But I think I, I nailed it on some things. I think I really had a good way of, you know, pivoting, going in and out of segments and stuff. So well, it was you're fun. you're good at what you do. I mean, you have the talent there. It's not like that doesn't exist. It's just the mechanics of it sometimes. Yeah, and that's why I really wanted to get a feel of it because that's the dream one day is to be, you know, on my own show, like hosting everything, being, you know, in charge of it all. That's the goal, and to be able to have that opportunity was a lot of fun. So, I mean, I appreciate y'all letting me have that that chance to do it. Because even, like, some people came in the studio here, they're like, oh, you're hosting the whole thing? I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's me. I'm doing the whole thing. Just hanging out. How's it going? Yeah, I'm doing it. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Well, that's good. It's. I feel like whenever you are put into that sort of situation, because and I didn't give you, like, much guidance. I just said, hey, (laughs) here are some things that, you know, you should do and play and whatnot. But otherwise, I want you to use your creative instruments that, you know, we've taught you over the past, how long have you been with us now? Now since 2018, so about three years actually now. Yeah, three years. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, To, like, you know, we've been teaching you. You've been, you know, almost in the, what is it called, on the bench, ready to go. And so you swung it out of the park, it sounds like. What's weird is that it has been three years, and it doesn't feel, like, it simultaneously feels like it and does not at all feel like it, which is bizarre. It feels, like, super comfortable, like, oh, you've just always been here. Like, duh. Right. But also, wait, three years? Yeah. Yeah. I can't really explain it, but it's, it's definitely one of those bizarre things. When we were on the plane to Chicago, um, the plane ride was just like uncomfortable. Like oh. it was just, I don't know. It was just a feeling, you know, like when you get on a plane and you just know, like you just have that energy that this just feels chaotic and crazy. Mm-hmm. And so just sort of to distract myself from the crazy, I was like, you know, I got 43,000 photos on my phone. Let me just, there was never a time where I'm just like, let's clean out my photos. So I was like, well, let me go through. And so as I was doing that, which I was only able to get a thousand out, um, I started back from when you started on the show, Scott. And it was crazy just to see just your physical appearance change as you've gotten older. Mm. Because, you know, you're you're 24 now, but when you started with this, you were just like a little baby and you looked like it. Like you literally looked like, hey guys, I'm Scott. (laughs) I just want to come and hang out and do radio. This is fun. Yeah. That's weird. I mean, I don't even picture, like when I look at myself, I'm like, oh, I feel like I look the same, but... 
I guess no, there's a you couple don't. things that have changed. Sometimes I go back in those pictures and I'm like, oh, dang, Scott was there for that. Like, for a while now. Yeah. I want to see some of the, I'm not going to do it now, but I have to look back at some of those old pictures and be like, oh. Look at our little baby, baby just ah. growing on up. Hi. Yeah. Well, Hi. We were in Chicago for DJ school, a.k.a. morning show boot camp. Yeah. Um, Holly, how was it for you this time around? It was good. Um, it was a little different than it's been in years past, and I think you would say the same. I mean, it's weird right now with COVID and, like, the Delta variant was kind of spiking. So I think a lot of people uh, that may have gone or that are, like, sort of regulars were like, mm, Nah, we're not going to do this. Yeah. Um, but then also with that, there were a lot of new people that maybe have never gone before because every it seemed like every panel at this conference, somebody was like, who this who who in the audience is? This is your first boot camp. And there were a lot of people that oh. raised their hand for that. So I think a lot of people were new. There were, you know, a couple shows that we see all the time. It's like um like a high school reunion or something. But it was good. I. It's I'm rusty at just big talking social to, events. Yes. Yeah. And even still, because I said I was worried about this with the first um, the big gay brunch that I went to. I was like having a panic attack about how do you speak to people? And it was not at that bad at all because um, I didn't feel like, you know, that overwhelming, crippling anxiety. But I did still feel like wait, I forgot how to continue like long conversations with yeah. someone that you're at dinner with. Who who's leading this? How do we do this? Mm-hmm. It like some of those social skills have really gotten rusty for me anyway. Yeah. So that was weird, but it was really nice to see. It's always nice to go because it rejuvenates your passion for what you do, and it reminds you why you're there, and it puts you together with people who have the same passion. So it's always for me almost a a, nece- a necessity because it helps keep me fresh. Right. No, absolutely, and I think. Talk going back to talking about being social with people, and I just found like the first couple of hours we got there, uh, when I would see people that I know on social media that I've never met before, mm-hmm. I'm just so awkward at small talk. Like, if one of those people came up to me and they were like, I don't know, I'm going through bankruptcy and my husband left me and my children hate me, I'm like, all like, girl, let's talk about it. My gosh, walk me through. But when it's a, hey, how are you? I, are we friends on Instagram? Yeah. And it just stops there. I just, it gets so awkward. I just, I know. I, I'm, I'm really learning as I get older. Just, I'm, I'm getting worse and worse at small talk. Same. Because I just don't know where to go with people sometimes. And like, I try to find something in that sort of like grab onto right right like if they're like oh yeah we were flying and you know my daughter's first day of school now normally in the past i like as a person without kids i wouldn't probably ask more about your kids like usually parents do to each other but i sort of lean into that because i know know, uh, they're gonna talk about their kids and they'll probably show a picture of the kids so i'm like well, tell me more about your kid. Oh, my God. Their first day of school. How was it? What grade are they in? Oh, my God. I'm well, just you're like, like, I'm searching for something here. Like, let's just go into there because it just gets awkward sometimes when, when you get there. Uh, but overall, it was a really great, engaging time. And you can definitely see that the way and the problems that we have here in Tampa with radio and audio consumption is changing all around the country, and it's not just us. And that's what's cool that you forget 
that there are other people that do this that have the exact same frustrations as you. And it makes you feel not so alone. Right, right. And so that's really cool to sort of talk about that because sometimes you just feel like we're bitching to each other and mad at <laughs> each other or mad not at each other, but like at what happens, you know, just with any job you have. Yeah. There's stuff that goes on behind the scenes that right. you're just like, oh, I'm so frustrated. Why is it just us? And then everyone else is like, same, uh-huh. same, same problem, like different place. Yep. Thank God. You're like, oh, okay, never mind, we got it. Now, Holly, you were on the women's panel. I was now, curious about this. Yeah, so talk about. sort of walk through what that is because I'm imagining if you obviously aren't in the industry and you listen, you're like, why do they have a women's panel at a radio morning show conference? Like, I don't understand. Because the reason it exists is because. The radio has always been and still is very much a boys club. So the what I, I found that this out this year, apparently back in the day, I don't remember what number of women's panel this is. This conference has been going on for 33 seasons, years, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so long time. There's less women's panel, obviously, that started after. But apparently when it first started, it was called like, the the side chick something or other. Oh, wow. Because it like women's role in radio mm, yeah. has evolved so greatly. So when when radio obviously first started, it was just mainly men and it was mainly just white dudes. Like that's just it's just It was. It, was. it wasn't just mainly. It was that was yeah, it. That was it. There was no diversity in radio. Mm-hmm. It was just some older white men that were telling you things in a pukey radio voice. And so that's all it was. And then slowly, and I mean, we're talking, it's not that long ago, because there's this woman um, who's legendary in broadcasting. Her name is Patty Steele. She worked in New York, which is the number one radio market. And so she was on a panel, and she's speaking, and she's probably maybe what, in her 60s? Probably so. So she's in her 60s. And she was sharing a story that when she was trying to get into radio in in her 20s, they there was a manager at the station in New York who was like, you're really good at this, but I'm sorry I can't spend more time on you because you're a woman, so you're not going to go anywhere. Gosh. That was like no. in her lifetime. Right. So that was like 40 years ago, not that long. No. So what happened is slowly women began integrating into the radio business, but it was obviously for very stereotypical roles in which they'd pair you with like the guy on the morning show and all your job was to just laugh at his jokes. Yep. And that's it. That's so weird. Or, or be like, oh, God, Scott, you're so crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's Thanks, it. Tina. There were no, or it was like very like, well, you know, we're, we've got a topic about children. Well, you're a woman and you can birth children. Like, what are your thoughts? It was just so that. So, Holly, how was your weekend? You were probably just out shopping at the mall. It was it, 100%. And then like slowly maybe women got their own day part. Typically it was like middays because that's companion listening and women are good at that. So I'm just I'm laying this all out to it was a it was a struggle. Um, this and I'm not saying it was our only struggle. I mean, people of color in radio, period, also a struggle. Um, but slowly women have been like, you know, doing more than just being the midday host or being uh, the what we call like the giggle box, which is just there to make the man look good. Mm-hmm. Women be came stronger and had, you know, on the air. And they were slowly, thanks to some men, were allowed to have space there because we have to thank our male allies for actually 
moving aside and letting us have a seat at the table. So all through the years, it's been difficult and women were still very much fighting against those gender roles, those gender specific roles. And then money. We can't even get into money because women are still being paid less than men in radio. So there's a lot of obstacles to overcome because it's just you look around the room and now there are more women that you see, uh, more people of color that you see, but it's still predominantly white and it's still predominantly men in radio. Well, even up until like with the last couple of years, the women's panel didn't always go so well. Oh. So, like I said, so it used to be like this side chick thing where kid, the, like they would just get catty with each other and the audience that were watching the panel. Um, a few years ago, there was this big blow up and there was like a meltdown on the women's panel and it it devolved into nothing helpful. Um, sometimes there would be like some infighting amongst the women on the panel. Then sometimes there would be people from the audience that would call out the women on the panel and just want to argue with them. What the? What? There was a lot. It was just very dramatic to me and I've been on the women's panel once before I didn't feel prepared before either like I curated what I wanted to talk about based on how I thought the audience would react to it mm-hmm. so that's just me as a people pleaser I was like I'm gonna say whatever I think they, they want me to yeah they want to hear mm. for the first time on this panel I think and, and this is for me anyway I was able to fully express how I really felt mm. and I felt good energy coming back from it. Not to mention the women that I was on the panel with, I get intimidated because some of these women have been in radio either a long time or have done um, like huge things like Angie Taylor, who has been a staple in Chicago morning radio. Recently, she was with a a guy. The two of them did an amazing job for years. She recently just branched out on her own and is now hosting the nation's first female lead morning show on a rock station. Up until she did did it, no woman had been the lead host on a rock show for mornings. So that was amazing. Mm. So like you and Dana Cortez, who's got this, her own syndicated show and she's Mexican-American. And so there's, there's these really cool women and there's all these other women on the panel. And it felt like we all had each other's backs. Oh, good. Because what happens sometimes is that, and someone called it out. I think it was Dana that called it out on the panel who said there just, there weren't that many jobs. So women sometimes felt like they had to compete with each other or else they just weren't going to get a job. And it was like Ugh. that um, uh, atmosphere. No, like the atmosphere of competition oh, was heavy. Right. Made it tense. Because not only are, you know, we being pitted against each other from the outside forces, ain't really that many jobs to go around anyway. So we're now being like forced to go against each other. But for the first time to me, and it might have been like this last year or the year before, I don't know, but I was on the panel. It felt like we all had each other's backs and we were very, um, you know, we gave each other boosts. And then the questions I thought were good that we got from the audience. And everything seemed like we actually got, instead of either bitching about men or, you know, getting catty or whatever, like, some of the different ways that the panel can devolve, it didn't. Right. And it was inspiring instead of any of those things. So I was excited. From the audience, it felt like here are some actionable items that if you're a young female getting into the business that you can take and apply to your career. Mm-hmm. And if I were a young female in the business, I would have felt like, 
all right, I have these great examples of how to navigate my career and how to stand up for myself and how to ask for what I want and how to actually do it. Yeah. Um, And I thought a really cool moment that I hope a lot of people take to heart was uh, Riley Couture, who used to be across the street on another radio station here. Um, And she now is on a syndicated show in Washington, Mm D.C. And she talked about basically trying to have it all and the misconceptions around that. And Holly, you spoke as well. But she got emotional when she was talking about having to miss her son's first day of school Mm -hmm. while she was there at the conference. And there was this moment where I feel like with radio people, our first reaction that we've had to walk away from because times have changed is to make fun of or to uh, poke fun or be sarcastic. But she got emotional about it. And in that moment, everyone sort of gathered around her and they were like, it's okay. Like, you are showing your son how a strong female lives life. Yeah. And I just thought that that was a really cool, touching moment that I really hope resonated with some of the older guys, the decision makers that maybe question sometimes about women or, you know, oh my gosh, well, she has two kids. I don't know if she'd be able to do this job or she's pregnant. Should we really hire her for this job? That seeing that moment hopefully will make them reconsider those preconceived notions that they've carried around with them, you know, throughout all these years. I do wish more men had been in the audience. Because you notice for the women's panel, all of a sudden, boop, they disappear. Where's everybody? That's interesting in itself. We appreciated the men that were there who then can go carry the torch and help light the way, you know, uh, for other men in the industry. But it's just, it's, there are differences, obviously, between men and women. And that doesn't make one better than the other. It just makes them different. And I think maybe what had happened for so long was that decision makers at the top didn't know how to, you know, work with women. Right. It's just it's just different. I think the biggest thing that I realized after sitting through the panels and whenever it talked about how radio people work together in a radio station is a lot of people just don't listen to the other people. And that's one of the things that I talked about on my panel about change is listening to people around you and understanding that they're a human. Because we, in our minds, are like, nobody realizes that I'm not being paid enough, and so I'm stressed at work trying to figure out if I'm going to be able to pay rent or what I'm going to eat today, and so that affects your job. Right. And so then we come in, and we're like, well, why aren't you performing today? Why aren't you on your A game? What are you doing? What are you doing? But no one ever takes the time to go, are you okay, Holly? Like, what's going on? Like, let's go there first before we talk about the other stuff. Yes. So understanding that that's another human being that you're talking to. And there was one point on my panel, I realized I'd said human being like four times. But I did did, say human a lot. I did, but because I really wanted people to understand that, like, the people you work with are not robots. Yes. Yeah. They're human beings that have feelings and emotions and histories and traumas that they bring to work with them every day, Mm -hmm. and that affects them. Yes. And if we don't realize that, we're never going to get to a great spot to where we can say, oh, my God, I, I, I understand you. It was just interesting to sort of have those conversations when you think it feels like second nature and like people should know that, but a lot of people don't. No, it's true.
So it was it was it was an interesting time. You enjoy. I I thought you did good on your panel too. I wish it hadn't have been after lunch on a Friday. Yeah. It, <laughs> what was your panel like? What was the the group called, or what was it like titled? It was uh, riding the waves of change. Oh. And um, our moderator was our life coach slash talent coach Angela Pirelli. And she played this video of this huge, huge, huge wave that the surfer was riding. And the whole metaphor of the panel and of that video was that that's us, that little surfer with that big old wave. We're constantly riding that wave. And that there are every part of the wave or riding the wave process is a different point of change of and we talked about like everything that happened the past year, like COVID, Capitol riots, George Floyd, all the stuff that we've just had to like internally, like you. Let's say you get a new boss, or right, new right. coworkers, whatever. Exactly, losing your job, starting your job. I mean, riding those waves of change and how to do it. And so each of us on the panel were highlighted for the different changes that we've uh, ridden, rode the wave through. Yeah. And so that was sort of the 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 theme of what we were up there for. And so I talked about how. We've had several bosses, our direct bosses, like what Bossman Will is, our program director. Or I think for our company, they call it the director of branding and content. Yes. Oh, yeah, that sounds programming like and branding. very, like, hip. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's what they do at corporate. They go, here's a new title. <laughs> uh, and so that's what I, I focused on. And then everyone else on my panel had a different uh, perspective on how they've navigated their change. So I, I thought it was interesting. I was a little disappointed at the end when they asked for questions, and there was, like, one person, and oh. I was like, really? Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't like, know why there weren't more questions. I was like, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But, you know, because you're always Although just Although I'm not really sure what the questions would be. I think Maybe, I, like, someone going through a change on their side. Right. So I think maybe in, in hindsight, maybe we should have asked, like, hey, is there a change that you're going through really that maybe we can yeah. help out? with you know but that's one yeah. of the things that i really tried to do with some of the younger people that talked to me i exchange information with probably more people than i have in the past yeah oh good that were like hey i need some advice on something can you help um and i'm like absolutely like hit me up mm -hmm. email me text me whatever so i can try to uh, help you so that was really cool to yeah. be able to help people out because yeah. you always want to give back you know to an industry that's been so good to you yeah. So it was good. We were sad you weren't there, Scott. I know. Yeah, Everybody I know. asked about you. I know. I'm kicking myself for not going. I don't know. You know, in the time that it was happening, I was like, I shouldn't go. But looking back, I should have gone. Uh, well, and it, it was tough. There was a lot of factors involved. But we did miss you and a lot well, of Well, hopefully next year I will go because I definitely missed it. And I saw all the pictures and everything. And I was like, it just, I guess because last year there wasn't like an in-person one. So you right. forget that feeling. Yes. And so I for, like if it would have happened and I would have went, I would have remembered but I was two years out from going, and I was like, eh, whatever. It'll be okay. But now I'm like, damn it, I should have gone. I know. Forget those moments and the connecting. I could have definitely, I guess a lot has happened in two years that it's like, oh, I'm a completely different radio person than I was when I first started going. So it would have probably benefited a lot more. But it's fine. It's now gone. So I'll go next year. Yeah, so it was, it was, it it's, was fine, it's 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 fine. putting some pennies toward it now. <laughs> yeah. Start saving up. Yeah. Uh, does anyone have anything uh, before we go that they wanted to bring up on the podcast today? Oh my gosh, do we have anything? Oh. I feel like my daughter's turning into you. Just what is it about Leo's with like, she had like six damn birthday parties now. Hey. It's her birthday tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she had like a little birthday party with her grandparents two weekends ago. This past weekend was her bowling birthday party with friends 
two friends. That's all she wanted. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Keep them close. So, right? Close. Close and tight. Uh, and then, um, oh, she's not going to listen to this. But so <laughs> tomorrow, I'm like, it's a surprise. Was she going to find the podcast? She's actually at school <laughs> right now in the lunchroom. Right yeah, and she's like, Mama, will you about to say what my birthday present is? Right. Well, tomorrow, since it's her birthday, we're going to pick her up after school and take her to Dave & Buster's. <gasps> oh, heck yes. Ooh. Yeah, which is going to be super fun. Plus, it's like during the day, and so that'll be like less people. Don't come stalk me there. Don't, don't come stalk me and my child. <laughs> you, uh, you won't, but don't. Anyway, so that'll be fun. Um, and then this coming weekend, she's supposed to get together with her dad for his side of the family's That's birthday. That's a lot of celebrations. I, know, I feel like by the time the last celebration rolls around, she's like, I don't even care anymore. Like, can we not birthday? <laughs> I'm dying. So anyway, I'm, ex- I'm just excited. It feels very odd to me that I'm about to have an eight-year-old. Mm. Like, eight years have gone by. And I know parents do this every year, but uh-huh. like, we do this every time. Like, oh, did y'all know August started? It's crazy that it's August already. But that's how it is with kids, except weirder. Yeah, I, uh, I remember around her age, because I remember we were in Denver, one of the few times that we had like a birthday party for me. And I remember we went to this inside water park or oh. something. All I remember, cause you know how like your memories from when you were younger, I feel like it's sort of very, dim. Yeah. And like, yeah. I just remember two things, no three things. I remember we had pizza yeah. and I was super excited about it cause we didn't have a lot of pizza. I remember when we drove up, they had, like, one of those people in a dolphin costume. Oh, God. <laughs> These are the things we remember. I know, it's like. things that are just so abstract and just Right. Different. It's just like, and, I, and I'm sure if I asked my mom, she'd probably be like, what dolphin are you talking about? Yeah. Like, it may like, not- that was the littlest <laughs> sliver of any part of that entire trip. Right. But I just remember being like, there's a dolphin and it's waving at me outside. Yes. Oh, my God. I was so excited. And then I just remember the smell of chlorine mm-hmm. of oh, the yeah. inside yeah. of a water park or whatever you'd call it. Like one of those like Great Wolf Lodge yes. type, type of things. And I just remember like going on like a water slide and just the 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 feel of the wet shorts, the smell of the chlorine. Yeah. Like those are just the three memories of like one of those birthdays from that age that I remember. So I'm always so curious, like with your daughter when she's going through these moments now. I know. What shall we re- what will she remember from like her party at day or uh at Pin Chasers. Chasers, yeah. I know. And like I think about that because we took her to Disney World a few weeks ago. So that was not really a birthday thing, but it's like a summer vacation that kind of gets wrapped in. And I have memories. And it turns out I was looking through a photo album <clears throat> from my trip because I went to Disney World when I was four. I was four. Oh. I thought I was five. I was four with my mom and my grandma and grandpa. And I found some pictures. But in my, and like at the age of four, I have very sharp memories of really? that crazy ass little pig that was oh. in like a, <laughs> a scary one. pig costume <laughs> that I was terrified of. So I remember that. And then I remember Pirates of the Caribbean, mm. which was scary because I was like, are these cannonballs going to hit our boat? Like, mm. I didn't know because I was four. So I remember my grandmother. Most of all, I remember Nana during that trip. I don't even remember my mom being there, which is oh. crazy. Wow. And so I just remember Nana in the Pirates of the Caribbean thinking it was a hoot. She took us to the Tiki Room, which she freaking loved these birds that do the... If y'all have not been to the Tiki Room, by the way, in Disney World, just do yourself a favor and go. It's been there mm. since the 70s. It's cheesy and corny <laughs> and, like, old, but I love Good. it. Probably because I remember it from my Nana. She loved that. She loved It's a Small World. I remember that. And then when we went to Epcot, she loved Mexico, and she had, like, a hat on, and she oh. was, like, dancing around with maracas. Oh, so my God. It was, like, 
for some reason that those memories came back so strong this mm. like a month ago when we went to Disney World. Oh. So we went to Pirates and I, all I could think about was my Nana in that boat and like when we were in Epcot and Mexico and I was like my Nana had those same maracas. It was like she was there. It was bizarre. So I'm just very curious and that made me think same point that you had Miguel. What are the memories that my daughter's going to take with her? Like cuz mm. it's I can't None of us can choose that. Right. Like, we can provide what we think is, like, an amazing vacation for our kids Mm -hmm. or whatever, but we don't get to choose what memories they make. So, if it were me, I would want her to remember, like, all of us, like, watching the fireworks at Magic Kingdom, and Mm. my person and I are crying, and she's like, why are you crying? And we're just like, it's beautiful. Like, I want to remember that, or, like, the, the time when, you know, we let her have extra dessert at this thing or whatever. But for all I know... She's going to be like, we went to Disney once and I got really sick because I didn't eat much all day and I thought I had coronavirus, but I didn't. Oh, that's yeah, probably, that'd probably be it. That would yeah. definitely like, be one. Damn yeah. it! We had all these other memories. But you just never know. Like, I was just thinking now of one of my earliest memories. This is before we moved to Denver. So I was probably five years old. Oh, jeez. And like I said, strangest memory. We lived in this apartment complex in Atlanta and I just remember there was, uh, we always had like a, a, what do you call it? A candy lady. Oh. There was a lady in the apartment complex, and uh, this is all in every black neighborhood I lived in. You had a candy lady, and she would like go to probably, I don't even know if Sam's Club existed or something like that, or a wholesale store. And she would, you would go to her house in the summertime, and you would buy candy. And she'd have like now laters and Skittles she and You would buy it from her home? Yeah, you would just go buy it. And I don't remember what her name was. My mom, Dot. Ah! Oh! Dot was her name. Holy shit. Holy crap. I can't believe I pulled that out of my booty. Yes, Dot was her name, and you would go, but she lived on the second floor, I believe, of the apartment complex, but, like, once a week, because the kids would go to her apartment, she would, in the, um, the, the stoop where her apartment was, was cement, and she would take this big bucket of soapy water, and she would pour it to, like, wash off the stoop, yeah. and then she would uh, sweep it to clean it and I just always being I remember being mesmerized by the water the soapy water cascading down off of the second stoop what the heck don't know why I'm telling you you can't choose it it just comes to you I'm just it's so interesting how the mind works that way absolutely so strange Scott do you have a memory before we go a memory no like an old one from when you were like four like when I was four and I remember like we went on like a cruise to like Alaska when I was like that young and I just remember like sitting and watching like the uh other people that like climb trees and do all that stuff. I can't remember their. Well, like was, the cut down trees. Yeah, they like it was like a whole co- lumberjack. It was like a lumberjack competition. Uh, oh, yeah. Like I remember that little like dumb like stuff where it's like okay, they got to climb up a tree and now they got to saw a tree in half. No, that would be cool to that see. Was as cool. A, That's like, cool. That is a memory. I feel like that would really stick out because you don't ever see that on a regular Wednesday in Florida. <laughs> no. no, so that's like my little memory I know from that trip because that's the only proof in my head like that we went. Mm. Beside that, I was like, you know, it was always a thing. Like, why did we go so young? Because that's, like, the only thing. And then I remember, like, a big old train that we took a picture in front of. So it's like, that's it. Mm. That was, like, the youngest, though. That was, like, when I was, like, super-duper young, four or five. Yeah, and I, I was with you on that because for, like, I obviously have a young kid, and I was like, we're not doing any of the crazy things when they're little because they don't remember it. Although, weirdly, now I realize I have memories of Disney when I was four. Mm. But I think a lot of it is the parents. Like, it's not for the kids. Right. Like, you actually have to, it is a pain in the ass to take children somewhere. Is it? it is a pain in the ass. Oh, okay. 
But for the parent, it's worth it because, like, we took my daughter and my person's daughter long ago to Disney yeah. when they were younger. And I know that they barely have any memories. Like, we have pictures. And if I show my daughter, she's like, oh, yeah, I remember that because she mm. saw the picture and it sparked mm. it. Yeah. But we enjoyed it. We enjoyed seeing their faces light up when they saw, like, Daisy Duck come out. You know mm. what I'm saying? Oh. And as a parent, that gives you so much joy when you can create a moment of joy for your kid. Right. So, no, they're not going to remember it. And it's fleeting. And it's not really about the kid. Like, if they, they're having fun in the moment. It's not about their memory. It's about your memory and how you felt when they got to experience something as a child. That's interesting. I like that. Well, and I, I feel like, too, especially with the generation now, like since we've had smartphones yeah. and it's been so much easier to uh, take fi- pictures and videos where like back in the day, you'd have to like get out the camcorder and get a VHS tape you had a, to put you it had in. film. Like you had a right. camera, but you had to put film. And if anything happened to the film, well, you're screwed. And then somebody would probably like in the 90s record a Jerry Springer episode over like your first birthday party. Yeah. And it was like, who recorded Jerry Springer or a soap opera over the first first birthday party yeah. but now it's just right on your phone and your kids always will always have that so. yeah it's interesting but anyway so that's how it's a little fun journey down how memory works i love that scott what's your social media at scott tavlin s-c-o-t-t-t-a-v-l-i-n holly radio holly tiktok twitter and instagram I'm Miguel Fuller, M-I-G-U-E-L-F-U-L-L-E-R. You can always shoot me an email if you want to be a part of the Platypus Posse to get a Miguel and Holly sticker, Miguel at Hot1015TampaBay.com. And please leave us a review. We would really appreciate it. Just hit up the uh, Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts. Mm -hmm. We'd appreciate it. And we'll see you next time.